There is a river in this heart of mine filled with knowingness of my highest kind. I am willing, I will do my part where the river will never run dry. Come out with the hallelujah. Hello and welcome to the Gladcast. Shit to be glad about. I have paralyzed Hannah once again with my inability to count or keep things in order in any reasonable way. But still, I truck on while she chokes on her not quite sleepy time tea. We're trucking. Welcome to the real first episode of season eight. We are pumped. And in 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 human form, we have been trying to record this Gladcast for how many days? Five, six days in a row? Yeah, days. Mucho, mucho de days. And yeah, many. it's been great. But what's been happening is uh, we've been ripening like a mango, uh, like a mango that you eat in a bus station when you're exhausted. Mm. And we've been clarifying our intention around why we do this and how we do it. So we're really excited to bring our best, best and most biteable mango to all of you. Thank you for being here. Hannah, you want to set the scene, set the scene yeah. for our episode today, darling? I do. I need to finish drooling about that. Mango, yeah. Though. No, I don't. I'm just going to keep, keep that mango lusciousness while mm. we go into this little poem. Imagine you are simply pure consciousness. Imagine it's just white, bright. You must encounter something unknown in order to actually curl outwards from anything, in order to have any kind of form. There must be some space between, and what is on the other side of the space between creates a reaching, and that reaching is our desire. And that beautiful backbend, swirl, curl, outwards, dance of moreness. It's like that consciousness, that bright light emanating outwards, curling outwards, is a star. And the way that stars suck in more hydrogen to feed their fire and to keep exploding, we attract in thoughts and experiences that match the flavor of whatever it is that we're exploding. We become more and bigger and we keep reaching out. It's all a reaching. And that reaching can be chaotic or when we listen and when we tend to ourselves, our bodies, our hearts, when we show up with kindness and curiosity towards our own inner urges, we curl outward in incredible ways. Mm -hmm. I love that. That, uh, listeners, is part of a poem that Hannah is working on for a new project we're about to launch um, called The Breeze at Dawn Club, which is a, an evocative clubhouse where we are get the, the joy and the privilege of bringing inspiring, evocative things to the people in the club. 
And so she sent that to me today just to just to enjoy it, just to share it. And I was just so deeply moved. We've been so we've been sending we've been like I mean, I think that one of the things we're celebrating about this season of the Gladcast is that we're both refreshing our desires, being like, oh, my God, like there's a whole portion of my life that I'm just not fucking honest with. I'm not even talking to these desires or I'm comfortable being a person who desires this, mm. but I'm not comfortable even considering that I could desire this. And so. I don't know about you, Hannah, but I've personally been pretty shaken up, kind of beautifully shaken up by this this ask of what is the proper relationship of to desire in a creatively designed and, and joyfully allowed life. I don't know. Have you been shaken up on this? Yeah, definitely. And I also feel like when we start to feel that desire like coming loose from its stuck, crumbly place and you're starting to hold it in your hands, even though you can't really see it, maybe it's still like covered in dirt. Um, I, I encounter all these experiences that I kind of just bump into, but they, they're the perfect thing that I need to move off the next piece of dirt, like feeling really inspired to go to acupuncture and then like this huge thing moving in my arm. And then I'm like inspired to put a new keychain on my keys because it inspires mm. the it's mm-hmm. actually at the heart mm-hmm. of the desire is this new feeling and that feeling starts coming in and all these Yeah, ways. that's a great segue into our story. Ooh. Yeah, I love that. Um, I like how you made it really small because I think sometimes people, you know, you'll, you'll ask folks, so what do you really want? You know, especially when people are in a complaining cycle, it's like, what do you want? They're like, I don't know. I have no idea what I want. And what they mean is I'm so activated in what I don't want that the clarity about what I really do want is quite far away energetically and literally. And so sometimes you have to sort of baby step, baby, listen, baby, feel, your way to that clarity. And um, in the story that I want to tell you about this, today's episode is why desire matters. It's kind of our cell. It's a rampage of appreciation for why your real desires, no bullshit, no pretending, no trying to be polite or fit into anyone else's play-doh factory. It's your just your desire. What do you really, really want? If you're like being real and someone's like, tell me, from your deepest heart and your brave, that kind of desire. But sometimes you have to segue there. So my story is um, when I started getting conscious at a deeper level and it it starts to change everything, you know, you start to realize like, holy shit, I'm creating my reality. I should pay attention more. If I am the one steering, I should put my hands on the wheel. So that kind of takes a while to work through all the areas of your life and then there's a deepening and whatever it's endless but in the beginning I had a hard time bucking some really distracting habits and stepping into it in a deep way and I got this guttural like primal urge to just fucking grab a tent and go into the woods for days and not bring a phone and it was so strong and it felt so powerful. I really, I had a lot of judgment around that because I was finishing projects and working on things and working in general and I had children. And it was really frightening to hear that desire and to have it be in me. I felt very frightened and distracted and scared of it. And, you know, the first time I did it, I went there and mostly for the whole time of, the, of being there, I was yelling at myself for being there that I shouldn't want this. And then the next time I listened, cause it was huge. It was like a really strong urge, but it didn't make sense to my mind. The second time I went there on about the second day of being in the tent, in the woods, far from anything with no phone, the quiet 
became accessible to me and I started to hear beyond my own mental spinning beyond even I began to have a little spaciousness to start to see that the life I'd created was according to certain expectations and stories I was telling and that it didn't have to be that way and the third time I went I kept feeling a strong urge like a biblical fucking urge to go be in the desert but it was just to go be in a tent where I couldn't even see anything out the tent was all the walls were covered I started channeling I started to have this break open and I started to understand how joy fit into things and who we really are this really deep way and personal it's not like I channeled something that's brand new never been heard before but it came through a language a metaphor that is poetic and playful and it was my deeper self starting to talk to me and over time that conversation has shaped who I've become it's shaped everything having access to not have to go like if I want to if I have a question I used to have to go like look up Abraham Hicks or something and now I just get quiet I sit down I start asking and I start listening um, and it's shaped me but that but but in the beginning that original desire to just leave everything and go to the woods made absolutely no sense I had no idea what would be on the other side of it so so now we're going to sell you on you valuing your seemingly silly or maybe not yet connected all the way. Logical dreams. Hannah, are you ready to get it? Why desire matters should probably start with the letter Y. <laughs> and for why, I'm thinking about a yo-yo and the way that um, I feel like desire has this way of reaching out from where I'm at and then mm. I catch up with it. Mm. And it's this beautiful, like, pulling out and then like I come back to meet it and it feels like this beautiful hmm. kind of yo-yo dance hmm. I love that image I, I and I also really love like oh my god like the times in my life when I've actually had a yo-yo in my hands have been very light feeling times like really really no urgency no trying to do anything I'm not like a walk the dog kind of yo-yoder I'm just like thrilled if it stays on my finger bounces towards the ground and comes back up that whole thing is just like oh my god the magic is so big mm. so I love yeah, the satisfaction yeah. of landing right in your hand yeah man and so that that metaphor actually mm. really works because it feels that way when you kind of have a clean relationship with your desire when you're like oh that's nice I like wanting that and then it feels exactly as easy as just rolling a yo-yo out and having it come back like the rejoining is effortless um I think that's that's it's just a really sassy sassy say sassy is a word sassy metaphor Hannah Kick, kicking it on the sass like sexy zippers <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be sizzy sizzy says sassy oh so sassy um Speaking of sexy zippers, um, <laughs> I love this brand new metaphor that I have to make because I've said the word zippers out loud. Now I have to own it. Um, let's see where this goes. Um, yeah. Okay. 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 Um, okay. So when you, uh, Hannah and I talked about this lovely metaphor of launching a new desire where it's like throwing a rock out into a pond and then the receiving of it or receiving inspiration to even move towards it will feel like ripples coming in, um, coming back to you from that plunk in the pond. And so there's this wait time, there's this space from the time when you launch the desire to when you allow it that 
can feel if you stay in an, a good traction with it if you stay sexy with your zipper like really what the fuck does that mean i don't know just if you're you get <laughs> stay sexy with your zipper and then understand what i'm meaning even though i'm not using my words well um but well, it, what I feel like when I, I think of like a sexy zipper is really paying attention <laughs> to that kind of small ka-chunk, ka-chunk as you're like scooting it up and you really feel the pleasure of it like zipping up. And yeah, it makes me feel like that those micro movements of like moving towards a desire and those little like click togethers. Yeah, you're really saving me here. Yeah. Uh, it, and I what it feels like is that, you know, <laughs> you're the whole time that you are in relationship to your now from from the time you launch the desire to the time when you let it in it it says discernibly on point it's as discernibly palpable to you as zipping a zipper up tooth by zipper sexy zipper tooth where everything that happens you see as proof of the zipper happening or proof of the desire coming to be and when you get up to the top it's it's sort of manifestation so I think that a lot of people will launch a desire and then they'll be like I can't have that or I I don't even know blah 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 they start to just walk away from the zipper they don't even try to stay in it with belief and presence and excitement and joy and all these things that you need to nurture it to become a vibrational match for your sexy sexy zipper the end Mm. I love that Mm. I love that for A it's going to be for Apple because I feel like Apple really represents desire in popular culture which is like really um (laughs) yeah eve eating the apple yeah delicious like the apple proud of her apple penis pretty much is what the is being inferred there right (laughs) biting right and it's so juicy it's so juicy Mm. she can't keep her teeth off it yeah i think there's some strong Mm -hmm. implications there yeah yeah Um, and i i feel like i love i love I don't, I don't really have much association with the religious aspect of that story, but I feel, or like the implications that came from that of like something about the desire was bad or caused something bad to happen. I, I really just think that like eating an apple is incredible and delicious and wonderful and moving towards our desires is actually, there's like sin is no part of it. There's no guilt or shame around our desires. Our desires are beautiful and incredible and, you know, so wholesome and so sweet and so innocent. That curiosity that comes Mm. from a real ripe, fresh desire. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And as nourishing and as full of light and full of life Mm -hmm. as an apple. Um, I also think the apple is another really good kind of, innate metaphor to to at least discuss desire in that there was a severe punishment for her following her desire and that's an untrue story like you know one of the projects we're working on is a thing called vibrationally true where we analyze movies and that's a vibrationally untrue story that she follows her desire purely and then tremendous bad things happen to her and she gets punished for all of eternity that's I call hugging vibrational bullshit on the Bible really hard there because that's not true. That's not how the universe works. So um, one thing that I love about desire is is that usually a desire 
it will break you through into a deeper relationship with yourself. That the desires, a lot of desires aren't really simple. Like just, I'm going to have an apple. I like having an apple. I have no bad feelings about having apple. I know I can allow an apple. I'm just going to have an apple. Many desires are not simple. They don't feel simple to us because they are actually expansive desires. They're, they're here, partially here to help us become more. And so a desire can, can ask and encourage and hold space for us to personally break through um, a, a plateau or a dishonesty or something that's just not that fun and get that sexy zipper action going again. And so I really like now one of the ways that I work with myself when I'm having a fresh desire emerge that I feel frightened of or don't have my personal identity can't accommodate. It's like, oh, no. I can't do that. I'm not a person who does that. Whenever I start to encounter that, I think I'm becoming something more. This desire is asking me to become more. And and I'm not yet the person who can totally rock this desire. But I know that if I stay with the joy of this desire, it'll carry me there. And so there's a lot of trust and fun in, 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 in knowing that and receiving it that way. C is for the center of a desire. And I love feeling into the nature of desire as it often does have a very clear central brightness to it, a bright light that's just like a feeling that's like, ooh, I want to move towards that feeling. And then I like how it, mm. mm-hmm. from that center outward, it it has like fuzzy edges a lot of times, especially from far away. There's things about it that are, that are unknown. And I like that mm. feeling of this, beautiful kind of paradoxical dance of being sure about some central thread of it and wondering about the edges Mm. and Mm -hmm. I like when that wondering feels really fun and Mm. like curious and excited and like ooh, maybe it'll be like this or like this I don't know um but then there's this Mm. central thread that doesn't have any doubt to it that's like I know it's gonna be like this yeah. <laughs> and that's a sort of central thread that you can lean into in a general way to kind of prepare a general atmosphere to be more friendly to your desires. Um, I think that the the biggest sell, I've kind of forgotten what we were doing in this episode, just kind of drifting along about how fun it is to talk about desire. But the biggest sell that I know is that your desires are like your DNA. That's how mm. your true self reveals itself to you if you want to know your essence and what you really are pay better quality of attention to what you really really want to what feels so exciting it almost feels scarier it feels too much that's a very important hailing from the shores where your source energy has gone on to create something at the in the energetic realms and that you're being called to and so I think that that might be a shortcut next time you're having desire doubts or desire quagmire or desire second guessing is to say this is my code this is my genetic code revealing itself my soul's genetic code is revealing itself through this precious uh inscrutable feeling desire and I get to uh, unfurl an understanding of what this is about by leaning into it by like as you said Hannah leaning into the whatever the thread of it that you can relate to that feels sweet because it won't all come in at once there's no joy in that journey it comes in delectably listeners you've been kissed square on the lips by the gladcast Mwah! one two a one two three
There was a <laughs> nope. <laughs> I need Fresh. a burp. There, there, there. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 